morning everyone Greg here with the con hour and we're getting all set up for Eastern Rim it's gonna be today and tomorrow so make sure you come by Lee College in Baytown Texas but do want to note that it is the 20th anniversary of 9-11 and we will be praying for all the families the firefighters the police officers everyone that was lost in such that tragic event but in the meantime, y'all stay tuned today and get ready for some great interviews. We have a lot of people here. I know we have a podcast, or not a, a panel later today about podcasts, so hopefully we'll get that in. But I can tell you, Veronica Smith is here, Shane Lasseter, CJ, Davy Jones is over there, Travis Hoffman will be here. Sci-Fi Cowgirl will be here. Fern Brady and Inklings Publishing is here. Nerdfest is here. Julie Brock is here. A lot of people, a lot of things to talk about. But in the meantime, definitely give prayers to those from 9-11 from 20 years ago. And y'all have a good one until we see y'all later today. This is CJ, one of your favorite co-hosts from the Con Hour. The actual host is the one behind the camera, Mr. Greg Kelso. And we're here at the Eastern Rim Con in Baytown, Texas. I'm here talking with Rumpelstiltseam. Rumpelstiltseam. So she does cosplaying. She does other, what else do you do? Uh, I primarily do cosplay, uh, focusing on fabric manipulation or needlework. Um, did you actually I've, make this outfit? This I did not. This one I did though. Okay. Which is why I did bring it. Um, I've been sewing since I was 14, so wow. that's, I've been sewing for 12, 13 years. Mm -hmm. Um, didn't start cosplaying until 2011. Mm -hmm. Uh, realized I liked it, <laughs> discovered conventions were a thing, and then now here we are. <laughs> so what all have you cosplayed so far? Uh, I do a lot of original designs. Uh, that's an original design. Um, video games, I've done a few from various anime, uh, some Marvel, some DC. I kind of all over the place. Um, I noticed on here yeah. you have like some fairies and stuff. Greg, yeah, I don't just, know if you can get pictures of these or not. Just what I, you know, whatever I'm feeling at the time, really. <laughs> What's the beauty of cosplay? Yeah. So you've enjoyed doing it and that sort of thing. How can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on the three main platforms of Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Uh, Instagram and Twitter are both uh, Rumpelstiltseam, so Rumpelstilt underscore seam. Okay. And on Facebook at Rumple and Cat Cosplay. Awesome. So you're here at Eastern Rim. What other co what other Comic Cons do you have for the rest of the year? Uh, <laughs> it's a little up in the air due to COVID. You know, okay. depending on availability with that. Uh, so right now, possibly NerdCon in December. Okay. Um, That's December 4th? Yeah, December okay. 4th and 5th. I'm, I will probably be there. Um, Attending-wise, I may be at OniCon in Galveston. Okay. But uh, as far as guesting, yeah, it's still just up in the air with uh, COVID. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking a little bit of time today to talk to us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. And stay tuned for more. It's one of your favorite co-hosts from the Con Hour again. Greg is behind the 
computer taking pictures of it. Hey, Greg. I'm here with Peter Tomasi. He's one of the artists who has done all of the illustrations on here, but it's not just the illustration. It seems that he actually writes too. No, actually, I'm the writer, not the illustrator. Oh, you're the writer. Awesome. Yes. Well, tell us a little bit about how you get your ideas. Tell us a little bit about your illustrator and that sort of stuff. Um, it's uh, tough to describe, I guess. It's the creative process where, you know, you think about the character and you think about what kind of uh, gauntlets you want to throw up emotionally and physically, and... Uh, you go, and uh, the good thing is I've had a, you know, really great bunch of artists to work with over the years, and from Patrick Gleason and uh, Fernando Passarin and uh, Brad Walker and guys who've been really, you know, able to not just, you know, bring the stuff to life, but also to add, you know, their artistry to the process too, and and bring things to the table that you wouldn't expect. Well, and I noticed most of these are not like your standard comic books. They are some pretty thick ones. You've got a couple hardbacks. You've got some pretty tough-looking books. Yeah. How did you come up with that idea versus a standard comic book? Well, all of them actually started out as comic books. So there's what's called them. There are floppies, which are the regular comics. And then um, as things go nowadays, they collect them in story arcs. So each of those volumes represents a specific story arc uh, of the comic, of the character as we progressed. So uh, the hard covers will come out first, and then they sell the soft covers after that. And some books, though, came out straight, like this one here, The Bridge, uh, building uh, the Brooklyn Bridge, came out um, right over here. This one came out. Uh, so that's uh, you know a straight hard cover that came out, and eventually later with a trade paperback. But uh, that w- there were no floppies involved, so to speak. That was uh, that came out as a straight hard cover. Where do you get your ideas? From everywhere. Life, other people's talking. You hear, listen to dialogue, the way the speech cadence, and you you name it. The, the papers every day, the world around you. And, you know, it's like I tell artists who are coming up. It's, you know, the best thing to do is draw from real life. And the best thing for superhero stories is to draw from real life and then just blow them up into big, epic masterworks. And how long have you been writing? Because there's quite a few scripts up here. Yeah. Uh, really, I've been writing since I was about eight years old. Uh, <laughs> but professionally, I've been writing for about 25 years. Wow. Very good. So, Congratulations. Thank you. Well, is there anything you'd like to add? Um, no. I have a couple of creator-owned books coming out in, in the near future to keep an eye on, but I can't really talk about them too much. So... They'll okay, where can they find you online if they want more information? As it gets close to those things you can't talk about. Today? Yeah, uh, um, I don't have a just on Twitter. You can pretty much reach me, and uh, and I have a peterjtomasi.com. Awesome. Well, thank you, sir. We appreciate your time. Oh, my and pleasure. Stay tuned for more. The Sisters Press. Hi, I'm CJ Peterson. I'm again one of your co-hosts for the Con. We're here at Eastern Rim Con, and I'm here with Travis Huffman from Last Century Comics. Um, thank you for coming on today, sir. Thank you. So you actually, explain to people who are watching, what is Last Century Comics? We're an independent comic book company out of the, uh, the Pearland area. Um, we, uh, we publish uh, independent comic books that most of our stuff set in like the pulp era, like the 1930s and 40s. Uh, but oh, we do cool. have some stuff set in the 1700s also. So. so what is your role with Last Century Comics? You actually own it and more. I'm the owner, I'm the owner and the editor-in-chief, and then um, I'm also the writer for the for the stalker. Awesome. 
Now, we've noticed in talking to him, this is one of Booker T's comic books. How did that come about? Well, uh, actually, uh, me and one of the writers on there, is, his name's Heath, which he's over there, uh, we actually went to a uh, wrestling fantasy camp, <clears throat> and uh, I used the wrong PayPal account to pay for it, and it said Last Century Comics on it, and then later on, Charmel was like, hey, you're the comic book guys, uh, Booker T wants to do a comic book. So, so it was a happy accident. Happy accident. Nice. So we met up with him, I guess that was 2015. We met up with him, and we've been working with him ever since. Now, when did Last Century Comics start? Technically, we started in 2005, okay. uh, but it's all funded by me. So we, we really started taking a stride in, like, 2014, and that's when we really started, like, the company was actually... A legitimate company and everything is about 2014. Nice. Now, what other Comic Cons are you going to be at for the rest of the year? Uh, we're going to be at Beaumont Comic Con. Uh, we're going to be at the Bayou City Comic Con and then the uh, the Nerd Fest. At, in awesome. Well, thank you so much. And by the way, he was a guest before on the Con Hour. You can look for that one on YouTube. Thank you for talking to us today, sir. Yeah, appreciate you. you. Yeah, and appreciate stay tuned for more. Hey, CJ Peterson, one of your favorite co-hosts from the Con Hour here at Eastern Rim. We've got a father-daughter team. This is Steve Butler and Lily Butler. And as you can Hi. see, they do a lot of um, animation sort of idea. Um, uh, Not really animation, more like... Comics mostly. Comic her, arts. Lily's work tends to be more animated, uh, anime, anime quality. Awesome. But uh, my, my stuff is pretty much old school, mm, 60s, 70s, 80s comic book art. Right. Type stuff. Now, yes. Together, they actually did one comic book together. Yes, that was a Kickstarter that we did last year. Okay. It's about Irish mythology. So, who wrote it? Who illustrated it? I since? wrote it. I came. Well, actually, she came. I've been doing this for like 30, 31 years now. She came up to me and said, "Dad, can we do a book together?" Ah, and, see, uh, that's, that's and awesome. I said, what do you want to do? And she said, I don't know. Let's do something fun. And so I was drawing Sonic the Hedgehog whenever she was whenever she was a baby. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that she liked that. She grew up. That's what she was familiar with. And so I said, let's do something that kind of has the same look and the same vibe, like looking, looking that way. Mm -hmm. But let's do something different with the story. And so we, I went to Irish mythology. And so that's what Fiona McCool and the Hound of Ulster is about. Awesome. Well, we're currently in the middle of an announcement, yeah. so we're going to try to talk over it. But as you have Mr. Doc, you have uh, Doc, Doc Ock is behind us, um, <laughs> trying to get through down the aisle. <laughs> That's awesome. Gotta love Comic Con. We're on camera. Hello, Peter. We're gone. <laughs> yes. Back to where we were doing our interview, but you know, hey, it's it's a Comic Con. It's, it's all for fun. Doc Ock is a really cool one. Um, so you actually don't just illustrate these. You do write some of them too, correct? I do. I wrote the entire uh, the entirety of Fiona McCool yep. and the Hound of Ulster. Very cool. And you said thirty one years. Thirty one years. I've been primarily an artist, not not a writer. Most now, of is this stuff. all you do, or is this like a part time sort no, of? No, it's full. It's a full time full time gig for me, uh, and has been for all those 30, 31 years. Now I've done nice. other things. I've done cara I did cara a caricature gig at Disney World. And I've done, yeah, and I've done a lot of other painted, I've painted signs. I've done 
everything in the art realm that you can think of, but comic always come back to comic books. That's been my primary. My Your primary, first love. Yeah, pretty yep. much, pretty much. And I'm just very blessed to have it be my bread and butter. You know, it's what nice. how I pay the bills. Now, <laughs> so. how can people find you online? I have a Facebook page, Stephen Butler Studios is my business page. I also have a fan page, which is called the Butler's Brigade, which I didn't make. The fans did. Nice. Uh, but, uh, so I've got that. And then I we have a YouTube channel called Stephen Butler Studios. Awesome. And uh, I'm not on Twitter, but I'm just uh, doing on the... Instagram and Facebook. I am on Instagram. I don't know what I'm at. I, I am on Instagram. Stephen just, Butler just, Studios. Just Stephen Butler Studios. All right. So okay. that's the way you can find me. Are you on Twitch? No, I'm not on Twitch. He doesn't even know what that is. I, I have it. Sometimes Let's pass I, it to the one who does. Sometimes know I get a Twitch. <laughs> so, Miss Lily, how long have you been being a, an artist? Well, um, I'm 22 years old, so I've been drawing as you know ever since I could pick up a pen. I became more serious about art when I was like in middle school. Um, I graduated high school. I went just to two years in community college. And I've just been working since. I've just been doing freelance. I work with him sometimes, a lot of the time. Um, but I do the more of the technical thing. He is like more of like old comic book, like he said. I'm more of what I grew up with, with which is like cartoons and like anime and stuff like that. I'm pen and paper. She's digital. Ah. So she, she does pretty much all of her work on uh, on the iPad Pro, even though she does do work with on on paper like here uh but uh i do not touch that stuff with a 10-foot pole honestly there's something about old school so i'm i'm more with you i get it between old old and new old and yeah, new mixed media so being the young version mm-hmm. you have like instagram and all that stuff yeah, yeah i have um instagram i have facebook i'm lily butler on facebook i'm flowering lily on twitter and instagram awesome so what other cons do you guys have for the year uh, we only have one more convention left, and it's in Lafayette, Louisiana, and that's in early November. Yeah. I can't even remember the name of it yet. I haven't. I haven't. That's checked like it out. subject to change. You know, yeah, this was a yeah. last minute thing. Yeah, I didn't even too. know that I was going. We didn't know that we were going to be here until, until like last week. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, both of you guys are crazy talented. So thank, thank you. you guys for taking a few minutes of your time today, thank and you. thank you guys for kidding continuing to watch the Con Hour. We're in the Con Hour. CJ Peterson here at the Eastern Rim Con. And right now I'm with Miss Christina Nix of Sci-Fi Cowgirl Designs. Sci-Fi Cowgirl is in the house. So can you tell us a little bit about what you got here? Yeah, so I like to take old things and give it new life. Okay. Everything here has been refurbished or recycled, you know. I don't really want to say upcycled, but it's become practical now you can use it I mean so what was old is newer now yeah and everyone loves horror at little pieces you know Uh, some of us Amy yes me no I don't do creepy but go ahead yeah but now you can have it sprinkled around your house (laughs) and you don't have to store things in Rubbermaid people boxes are awesome there's some really cool stuff on here what is this and how did you do it (laughs) This is from the movie The Evil Dead, Army of Darkness. It's an homage to the movie prop, The Necronomicon. I love uh, Sam Raimi movies. So this I hand sculpted on a wooden plaque, added a hanger, so now you can hang it in your kitchen or wherever for your little bit of horror decor. Okay, before we go anywhere and put something on top of it, what is this? This is a decorative axe that was purchased a while back. Decorative. 
decorative. <laughs> it's not sharp. Let's test it now. I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, we just added, a friend of mine added some paint to it and gave it a new life, you know, because it was very bland looking and just now it's more decorative. It'll mix in with your other Freddy Krueger items, you know. You gotta, you gotta have you know, that little cigar room everybody's horror. got somewhere hidden in their house. <laughs> right. So what else do you have out here? I also do, I have what I'm calling my altered apparel. I'm taking t-shirts and making them into patches. So we have taken something old and given it a new life again. Same with the vest. It was purchased at resale. I really like and that yeah, concept. Just add little, little pieces to it. And we do take custom orders. I'm working on getting my website up where you can actually order online. But message me if there's anything you like or are interested in. And how do they find you online? I am on Instagram and Facebook and eBay under Sci-Fi Cowgirl Designs. Awesome. That's me. Well, thank you'll you see for me. taking a little bit of time yeah. out of your day to talk with us. Just look for my logo. You'll notice we've been around for about six years now. Awesome. So, well, thank yeah. you. Thank you, Christina. And thank you guys for watching the con hour. Again, we're not quite done yet. There'll be more later on. See you later. Hey, this is CJ Peterson, one of your favorite co-hosts of the Con Hour, and Greg has done it to me again. He started before letting me know. Um, he's the one running the camera. I'm here with Matrix today from Peanut Butter and Jam, and we're going to talk your peanut butter and jam passion. So, right, where did they come from? Who are they? And where can people find them? So, oh, wait, you ready? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Right, yeah, peanut, <laughs> peanut butter and jam is a, a, a series of children's books for ages three to four and ages five to ten. So peanut butter and jam, I was like, what is peanut butter and jam? It's about relationships. What makes better makes peanut butter better? You add some jam to it. Relationships, we got some bunch of colorful characters in the book, some great stories, some great adventures. Awesome. Now I do understand that you also do reading in schools. I do do reading in schools. How can people get a hold of you to read in schools? So you can read Are we cut off? For those who have littles. This is a great series to check out by Peanut Butter and Jam, Mr. Matrix itself. And it's also illustrated by Rosa Maria Garza. Yes. So make sure to check them out online at... Oh, you can check me out. I'm on Amazon, but I have a YouTube channel. So Peanut Butter and Jam 2017 on YouTube. I also have Twitter at PB and J. Oh, if you want to see some funny videos on TikTok at PB Jam Tales. T-A-I-L-S 2017. As well as, I think, oh, Instagram at... Peanut Butter and Jam 2017. Well, you're always a joy to talk to, sir. Thank, Thank you, you for coming on today, and stay tuned for more. Hey, y'all. It's CJ Peterson, one of your favorite co-hosts from the Con Hour here at the Eastern Rim Con. Amy, if you're listening, you are totally messing up. I'm getting, like, all your people here. Seriously. <laughs> so, Greg is behind the camera, and I'm here with Scott from the Horror Film Festival. And he's kind of partners with Scary Dad from, yes. that was interviewed a few weeks ago at the Con Hour. Now, could you please explain to us what we have going on here? Because there's a lot of scariness going on. And I have a hard time doing creepy, but he seems like a nice guy. We'll go ahead and listen to him. Not a problem at all. Uh, my name is Scott Fontenot, of course, with uh, Houston Horror Events, LLC. We run the Houston Horror Film Festival and the Houston Horror Pop-Up Markets, along with some other stuff that we do. Uh, the Houston Horror Film Festival kind of started off as a couple of... Uh, True and blue horror nerds. They are uh, fanatics. Uh, See, nerds run the world. I'm yes, telling you right yes. Now. Uh, Troy Escamilla and also Tony Rodriguez. 
they got together and decided, you know, we keep going to Dallas for our horror events and everything. Texas Frightmare Weekend is there. It's an incredible experience. Highly recommend going if you've never been. But they were wondering, why don't we do something like that in Houston? So they decided to start planning the original Houston Horror Film Festival back in 2019, uh, which is about the time that I met them. And I'm also a horror fanatic. I live, breathe horror. Horror movies are my comfort movies. So we got together. You and Amy, we get along really, really well. We kind of had the same vision as far as where we wanted to go, what we wanted to produce for the city of Houston. And we originally planned the Houston Horror Film Festival to take place in 2020. Of course, COVID hit, so we had to shut it down. Best late plans. The original plans were for a 500-person event, you know, show horror films all day, have about 30 vendors, you know, it would be fun. So COVID continued through the summer, so we had to move our date over to 2021. And that October, the hotel called and said, hey, would you guys mind doing a single day event? And we said, yeah, we can go ahead and do that. We'll limit capacity, did a little 250 uh, person event. And that's when our horror pop-up market started up. And our horror pop-up markets, we do every couple of months. It's a single day show, bring about five or six celebrities, have about 40 vendors. Everybody has a good time. You know, just something to keep the fans together and, and, and just, just keep the momentum going. Now, I was here when you started talking to somebody who was here right before me, uh-huh. and you said that the Houston Horror Film Fest was the initial? That was the initial plan. It wasn't the first event, but okay. that's our flagship event. That's our big event of the and year. And you said it went from like 200 and something to 5,000 in one year? It went, well, it was supposed something to be... Something fi- crazy like that? It was supposed to be 500 when it originally planned, but by the time we actually had the event... We had built up so much momentum with our pop-up markets that we had all of a sudden had a huge following. Everybody was loving our events, and through the course of the weekend, we had 5,000 people show up. Wow. We quickly outgrew our venue, so next year we're going to be moving to a new venue, triple the size that we were before, uh, and just ready to go ahead and bring the same thing we brought before. So. Wow. See, and I have a hard time with Creepy and I, so I can't imagine <laughs> the collection that you've got going. So the first one I want to talk to you about over here is the Terror Isle Haunted yes. Attraction. What is that? Okay, so Terror Isle is a new haunted house experience, and I, I like to call it that. I did a tour of the place uh, about two months ago. I think this one, ago. if I'm not mistaken, that when we had you guys on the show, That's what we were Amy discussing. threatened to duct tape me to a dolly and take me in that way. Yes, that is correct, from okay. what I recall. That is true. <laughs> so Terror Isle, the grand opening is going to be September 18th in Texas City. Uh during the off season this place is actually an escape room no way so the amount of detail and immersion involved in this experience is i've, I've never seen anything can like it can they get locked in can there be lo- are there lock rooms yes yeah yeah for yeah. the event no not for the event okay. the event is strictly haunted house but okay. what's cool about it is billy stewart a co-host was here at that podcast he's an author he actually wrote a short story about a haunted island involving pirates that is awesome through uh, wow, okay, now I do want to come. So. With, with the use of projection technology and LED screens and actors, and there's actually a control room upstairs with people and monitors watching when you get through to actuate the animatronics. It is just, uh, I've never seen anything like it, and that I honestly so can't cool. wait. So if you guys are in the Texas City area on September 18th, check out the Terra Isle Haunted attraction sounds very cool yes and then there are a couple other pop-ups that greg has gotten pictures on up here yes. now what is this poster uh, that poster is a sleepaway camp poster one of our authors uh, uh artists did that's one of our vendor friends uh it's exclusive to our show he had made it for our show F- uh felissa rose is featured on it uh felissa 
Texas Friday Mayor Weekend, every year you can pretty much assume Tom Savini is going to be there. Okay. Felissa Rose is the person, every event we have, you can pretty much assume that she's going to be there. Got it. She loves Houston. She uh, She's iconic. She's a scream queen. She's still doing movies to this day. The independent film uh, world of horror is huge, so she's a big part of that. Uh, but yeah, so that, that's an incredible poster that we give away whenever we do events like this and everything. Okay, now if anybody wants to find out more about you and see if maybe you're going to be in the area, that sort of thing, how do they find you online? Uh, any social media platform, search Houston Horror Film Fest. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, TikTok. <laughs> we have a TikTok account now, we don't use that one too much, but uh, follow us, follow any of those pages. We even have the Houston Horror Film Festival official group, which uh, is it's not as big as the page, but it's a group where everybody can discuss things related to the Houston Horror Film Festival. But we share everything across all our social media platforms for all our events. So give us a follow, keep up with us. We're growing, we're not slowing down. And we've got so many things that we're gonna be bringing to Houston. Okay, so the next actual Houston Horror Film Festival is going to be July 22nd to 24th, 2022, correct? Yes, that is correct. It's a three-day show uh, starting on Friday at about 4 o'clock and ending on Sunday at about 5. I don't like giving close hours because with our shows, the hotel and the show are in the same place. And you pretty much... Pretty much going to bed at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, then wake it up again the next morning and get it right back to you. So. Pretty much all scary all weekend. Yes, yes, well, that is thank correct. you for talking to me Thank today, you, Scott, appreciate the time. thank you guys for listening, and who knows, there may be more. Catch you later. All right.